What is going on, Vince Wilburn Jr.? How goes it, sir? <laughs> Peace up, and love. Peace All and love. good. Unity. All we, good. we need some unity now after this election. That's exactly right, man. It unity, was a big man. weekend. And, of course, after a big weekend comes a big Miles Monday episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely right, man. And it is my pleasure uh, to have on the show today bassist Ben Williams. Um, and for people who don't know, uh, Ben is the cat, man. Ben is absolutely the cat. This guy won the Thelonious Monk bass competition back in 2009. Uh, that started a career so many amazing collaborations, so many amazing albums. He's played with Stefan Harris. He's played with Pat Metheny. Um, he 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 recorded his debut album, State of the Art, Coming Age. His latest album is I Am a Man, which was released this year, February of this year, right before lockdown. So he gave us a lot of good music to bring into lockdown. Uh, he's an incredible player, and he'll be joining us in a little bit. But uh, let me, before we bring him, if this is your first time watching, why don't I let you know who we are? I'm Brian Zimmerman, executive editor of Jazz's Magazine, and this is Vince Wilmer Jr., drummer extraordinaire and nephew of Miles Davis. This is, of course, Miles Monday, the day we celebrate all things Miles Davis. And uh, that may be Ben Williams' biggest credential today is that he is uh, a fan of the one, the only Miles Davis. Hey, before uh, we bring him on, a big RIP to Candido, uh, you know, amazing percussionist who we lost not too long ago, and Alex Trebek while we're out there. I mean, you know, I've been watching that guy forever. RIP to both of them. But hey, anyway, on a uh, on a better note here, why don't we go ahead and bring in our guest for today, Miles Monday, Mr. Ben Williams. Ben, are you there? I am here. Hey, be man. Dope, be <laughs> What's up, Neff? What's up? What's up, Vince? How you doing, right, Brian? Right. Good, man. Oh, Thank oh, you. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we get on the, oh, we get on the screen now, I'm Vince, but off oh. the screen, I'm Uncle Vince. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm messing oh. with you, B. Just so everybody knows this is Uncle Vince. Uncle. No, it's, it's all love. Go ahead, man. That's exactly right. Somebody asked me, wow, you know, Vince and Ben are related. I said, well, you know, I think with Vince, everybody's family, man. Everybody's family. It's all, man. I'm so proud yeah. of the cats killing it. Absolutely, man. Hey, welcome to the show. Really appreciate it. Um, I'm just kind of curious right off the bat what, what your what your week has been like, um, you know, what you got into this weekend and, uh, you know, cause some big things were happening. Well, uh, so I, I'm in New York city and that's right, uh, man. You know, um, I, I live uptown, uh, uptown Manhattan and, uh, it was pretty crazy around here. You know, I have, um, I mean, you know, even by New York standards, it was, um, you know, just a huge celebration, man. I mean, it was so much, uh, People were just in the streets. I mean, they they had they closed off Broadway. Um, it just turned into a block party outside. You know, everybody was just so just joyous, and um, you know, it felt good. It was a good energy. The weather was nice. Um, you know, everybody was just outside together, celebrating and uh, just enjoying this. You know, this new administration. The, re right. the, the reset, changing the exit, the exit of the old. The reset. <laughs> I, I saw Spike popping champagne bottles in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, I was about to say, I've never seen this big of a celebration with somebody losing their job. Yeah, yeah. right, man. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, the energy was crazy around here. Reset, baby. Reset. And I mean, look, this the themes of what we're what we underwent for four years and what we're hoping to overcome the next four years have been pretty resonant in your work for you know a long time, including most recently with I Am a Man. Um, which was a beautiful album and again kind of harkens back to that Memphis sanitation worker strike um, and just that super powerful sign of I am a man. Um, and I'm curious as to kind of the recording and release of that album because Ben, man, that came out like literally before they dropped the hammer of lockdown. Man, did you have any sense that this was coming while you were putting the finishing touches on it or anything like that? Uh, no, not at all. Wow. I mean, uh, we... Yeah, so the the album came out. Uh, it was released February seventh, and um, um, so I actually, you know, I, I did an album release show in New York, and um, I went out uh, went out on a tour with Kamasi Washington for a month, um, about a week after the album came out, and uh, by the time we got back, you know, that was that weekend where everything just kind of mm -hmm. shut down. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of tour, um, a lot of tours, a lot of shows that were scheduled for you know when I was getting back, um, you know some stuff on the East Coast, West Coast, Japan. Um, you know we were planning for Europe, so yeah, you know by the time that tour was over uh, with, with Kamasi, it was um, we just watched show by show, yeah. just you know just just fall fall apart. So. Um, so, yeah. so B, you you were going to tour from to, to support the record, right? Yeah, no, yeah, we had some dates lined up, and uh, you know, unfortunately, none of it, um, none of it happened. You know, we we were only be able to do, we were only able to do one show uh, after the album came out. That was the release show in New York. So, oh. um, you know, pretty bummed about that. But um, you know, like you said, it's you know sometimes things happen for a reason. You know, beyond what you may comprehend at the time. And, um, you know, although everything shut down, um, you know, a, a lot of, you know, a lot happened, you know, yeah. with, um, within our society socially, um, you know, I think everybody just had, a um, some time to reflect and, um, you know, there's just what happened with all the protests this summer. Um, you know, it was you know, it was almost like this album kind of spoke to what was about to happen, you know, not yeah. just yeah. of what has been happening. That, that's why I was, I asked, you know, before we came on, on the air, did you write that, you know, you know, did it have something to do with the unrest, um, civil unrest and things that are going on in, in, yeah, in the world? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been, it was about the unrest that's been, that's been happening, you know, not, not the way it has been happening in the summer, but the way it's been happening in the last, in these last decades and last oh, yeah. hundreds of years, you know, mm -hmm. that's what the, um, that's what the album is addressing, you know, a very long uh, history of injustice and, um, you know, inequality in this country. Yeah, no, I can dig it. I can dig it. I, um, I spoke to Cicely, Cicely Tyson, mm. uh, the day of the, uh, the announcement of the of our new president and we were talking we talked for about an hour because she's so full of wisdom you know she's you know she's i'm sure such an icon 
And one of the quotes she, she shared with me was, in unity, there is strength, you know? And I posted it on my website, you know, and on my social, social platforms. But it, it, it resonated in the way she said it, you know? And I even asked her, I said, do you mind if I, if I post this? And she said, no, please do, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's, now, she's like 95 now. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we can get back to, you know, you know, s- some unity. Yeah. And with unity, there's strength. And, and I think the music of black. I mean, I was getting calls from all over the world when 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 they announced the new president, yeah. president or president elect, shall we say? Yeah, you know, yeah, but everybody's uh, watching. Everybody's yeah, watching for sure. It's heavy. Yeah, man. Heavy. Uh, Ben, you know, I want to talk about the man of the hour. That would be Mr. Miles Davis. And, you know, I'm always curious because I'm a trumpet player. So I see the, a very oh, yeah, amateur hack. Miles yeah, man. Got Miles in. and you got Prince there, too. Miles and Prince. Oh, beautiful, man. A holy duo right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I see things through a very trumpet centric world. But I'm curious if if Miles kind of paved the way for you to find the base. Or if not, just what kind of influence he was at an early age? Because, you know, I used to ask people, when did you first hear Miles Davis? But asking a jazz musician, when did you first hear Miles Davis? It's like, you know, when did you take your first breath? When did I mean, it just goes yeah. without saying. It, it really, that's absolutely the case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, l- like literally the first, the first jazz album I ever really listened to um, was a... Um, a tape cassette tape my uh my teacher my band teacher in the seventh grade gave me it was kind of blue yeah and yeah. um you know I, t- I took that tape home i was about 12 years old um actually 11 and um you know i, p- I put the i put it in and it just changed my life you know i, I felt like just on a molecular level like my everything just changed you know um yeah i you know, I, I just I just try to imagine, you know, myself at eleven. You know what what that might even look like. <laughs> you know, the eleven year old sitting there listening to the kind of blue. But it's you know, it's really it proves that that music is ageless, it's timeless, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know, like all his music, it just uh, it's, it's universal. Yeah, all his his music is uh, no matter what the area, what the era, what uh, what style. It was played in, um, you know. It just always kind of went went straight to the to the heart, the core, yeah. And we're, so you you playing bass like in the orchestra? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah I, okay. Um, yeah, both. So I, that, that was one right when I picked up the bass. So I was about eleven years old. Okay. And um, they had a, a jazz program at my middle school, and um, you know I was already interested in music at that point. I was playing a little bit of piano by ear. Um, you know, I hadn't really heard much jazz before, um, but they had they had a jazz band at the school, and um, they needed a bass player. I just started playing bass, and um, I, I joined the jazz band. Um, and yeah, it just kind of started. It really started with Miles. You know, um, mm. just uh, you know, when you put on Kind of Blue, it's like it's instant. You know, the first mm. the first three notes get yeah, you. Yeah, man. It's a mood. And, um, yeah. yeah. 
It's a so spirit. Be, yeah. be, when you heard Kind of Blue, were you already playing the bass or did that happen simultaneously? I, this is this is kind of right. This was right all happening at the same time. Wow. I wow. Started playing bass, um, just learning the instrument. And, um, so, and so was Paul Chambers capturing your ear as much as Miles was? You know, were you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he was really my first influence mm. on the bass um, just from that record. And just, yeah. you know, I kind of went on a, a rabbit hole of listening to all these other Miles records that uh, that he was on, you know, all those uh, late 50s records. And um, yeah, you know, that was just kind of the that was the foundation for me. Yeah, man. It just um, it just went from there. So upright acoustic yeah. first. Yeah. At, ele- at 11 years old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I remember I learned how to play So What when I was like 12. <laughs> That's about all I can play on this bass behind me, by the way. That yeah. is strictly a prop, man. You do you not know, want to hear me play that. I always remind people like just how, just how hip Miles is that, you know, on the, his most famous recording, the first tune is the, the melody is played by the bass. Mm. Yeah, man. You know, that's, that's the same thing Marcus said. You know when he that, when he got into yeah, it. that yeah. in itself is just innovative. You know, like that mm-hmm. wasn't. That's not. You know, you don't always hear the bass playing the melody, but that's the first. That's the first statement in that 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 album. So, yeah, well, you know what also is heavy. You grew up in D.C., right? In the D.C. Mm-hmm. area. Yeah. So sure. were you were you listening to any Go Go or anything else before? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't okay. help. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't escape go go here. Right, Chuck Brown, baby. Yeah, yeah man. That's like that's yeah. just drinking. That's like drinking water. Yeah, yeah. Go go just comes out, comes from the tap, you know. So were you digging electric bass and acoustic? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. So I started okay. playing electric pretty much right after. Okay. Um, okay. Because you know I would get gigs playing at like church, um, you know, playing like you know little cover bands and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Playing mm-hmm. in school. So, um, yeah, I can always, I was doing both. Right and when did, you, when did you go to New York? When did you move to New York? Uh, I moved to New York in 07. Okay. So yeah, I've been here 13 years now. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. I have a kind of a two-part question, which is as you were developing, you know, on the base, number one, I know this is the Miles Davis, you know, hour, but, um, you know, as you were developing on the base, which other basses kind of came into your ear? and helped influence your style. And then secondly, which kind of area of Miles' discography did you find yourself gravitating to? And you mentioned the 50s stuff, your cool and steaming walkins and all that. Did you dip? Did you start getting into the fusion stuff, the bitches brew, the 90s stuff? Yeah. Um, I would say um, after Paul Chambers, um, you know, got, got into Mingus mm. pretty shortly after that. And then um, and it was Ron, you know, Ron Carter after yeah. Um, he was definitely right there, um, very early in my development that, um, that just kind of changed everything for me. So, um, yeah, so all those records from the sixties, um, you know, just that, uh, you know, you know, every time I, you know, when you're, when you're young, you know, you don't know, you don't really understand that, um, that one that one, all these different sounds could come from one artist. You know, mm, mm, yeah. we used yeah. to used to seeing like okay, associating a certain sound, a certain genre with the name, right? But you know, I would pick up a Miles Davis record, and I wouldn't know what I didn't know what I was going to hear, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, 
yeah, so definitely those uh the the sixties records. So you know, Ron Carter's you know the, the huge influence on my playing. Um, hey. You know what you know what's heavy B B dub Neff when when <laughs> I, I'm glad you said that because when when as a kid when I was growing up when Uncle Miles would come to Chicago there were different bands so I remember Tony then he came with Jack and then he came with with Al with Al Foster the drummers you know but each band took on you know they were different. Yeah. Way you know they, they were different. The rhythm sections were different, you know, mm -hmm. and 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 as he gradually started getting into electric, you know, the electric period. When I saw him with Michael Michael Henderson and Al and those guys and Pete Coat, oh, mm. but I loved it all. You know, I, I I was like staring at Tony like a superhero and Ron and those guys. Yeah, staring at Jack like a you know they are superheroes. Yeah, but but when you as a kid when you see it. You know, it's like wow. I can only imagine. Oh, oh, it was incredible. <laughs> and did. I'm back. I'm backstage. I didn't sit in the audience with my with my parents. I wanted to be. I wanted to catch it all, like on the on the wings. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, changed my life. I, I man. And speaking of heroes, I mean, had you met Ron Carter before you were playing for him? You know, as a contestant in the Thelonious Monk Jazz Competition in 2009. Yeah, so okay. I actually met. I met Ron when I was about 12 or 13. Oh, whoa. Um, there's actually a uh, kind of a famous photo. I don't know if you've seen this. Vince, well, uh, if you can get it to us, we'll post it when we post, yeah, this, yeah. Uh, post this video. Uh, it's, it's been floated. So it was uh, it was a workshop that I was doing with the, the Monk Institute when, because uh, they, you know, they're actually based in DC. Yep. And um, they were working with, um, you know, a lot of the young students in, in the DC area. And uh, they, you know, responsible for helping me get started playing the music hmm. um so actually uh we got to do a, a workshop and i met herbie and ron um wayne i think terry lynn was part of that yeah. um and yeah this I'll, I'll send it to you but there's a picture of me with ron and i'm i'm like 12 years old and he's kind of leaning over me and showing me something wow wow i wonder if he, i wonder if he, i'm sure he would remember it of course you i'm know? sure he does yeah I, i'm gonna call him see if he can we can Insert, yeah, I, I insert gotta it. send it to him. I don't know if he's actually seen it. But, yeah. <laughs> hey, B, we we should try to get a little zoom of him talking about talking about B Dub. You know, oh, I would love that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. great. Yeah. Right? That competition. Who was in it that year with you, Ben? Do you remember? Uh, yeah. So um, there was Joe Sanders was also okay. in it. Matt Brewer, Linda Ooh. O, man, um, Corker and Holt. Uh, there was this bassist, uh, Daryl Johns, who was like 13 at the time. Wow. Um, yeah, everybody was great. Everybody sounded so good. I, I, I didn't even stay out there to listen. I just yeah. I stayed backstage. I was like, I can't even listen. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> right on, man. But that, you know, obviously it launches a lot of careers. I mean, all those cats are bad cats and they're obviously doing great. Um, but that leads to a recording contract, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I got a, a record deal with Concord Records, yeah. and um, yeah, that led to my first, my first album, State of Art, State of the in, Art, yeah. uh, 2011. Yeah. Was it? Uh, how did it feel to put on the band leader hat for a recording? You know. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I uh, I hadn't really done much writing before that, but um, 
you know, it kind of really sparked that bug of uh, just thinking about composition and thinking about arranging. Um, Any kind of elements of what you heard from those Miles albums worked themselves into your head, you know, as you were kind of mapping things out? Yeah. um, I mean, I was just generally speaking, you know, I feel like um, just his spirit of the way he approached music kind of uh, guided everything I did in music. You know, um, he's, uh, you know, he's just so much bigger than, um, I mean, he's, he's, he's iconic, you know, his, his influence is, uh, uh, this is like really the spirit of this music, you know, it's just about, you know, how to, how to move the music forward, how to, um, you know, how to put a band together, um, just like uh, the, the chemistry, um, they're just the whole idea of like always kind of thinking outside the box, thinking forward. Um, that's, that's miles. And, Amen. um, I think in one way or another, everybody is, is, is doing, is trying to do that. I, so, I caught you, I caught you at the jazz standard 2011. Yeah. yeah and when yeah, you I said just coming out, just starting out a B dub, you would have never, you know, you were so comfortable as a band leader and the cats were just on fire. You know, and it was discipline. And you didn't do much talking. You just would introduce a song, and you know. Mm-hmm. But man, the, the 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 talking was in the in the in the playing and the execution. Yeah, As yeah. Miles, you know, Miles didn't want to do a lot of talking. You know, so yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah but man, this shit was killing. It was killing. Yeah. I still remember it. And and that record yeah. is killing. And it's out yeah. there. And if you're listening, I encourage you go spin it, go buy it. You know, yeah, it's, it's an excellent ten record. Ten years old now. Yeah, that's the thing. So that was released in 2011. You know, moving along the timeline a little bit, our listeners, our viewers would be outraged if I did not ask you what it was like to join Pat Metheny's group. You know, oh man, because that was in 20. It was around about that time, right? That yeah. you joined Pat's group. Yeah, how'd you get the call? How'd you get the yeah, call? Yeah, how'd that me? call go down? Um, so that was actually that connection was made through Christian McBride. Oh, okay, um, who's who's also sure. like my my big brother. Um, mm. Always been a a great mentor for me over the years. And um, I, yeah, at the time he was playing with Pat Metheny's trio with uh, Antonio Sanchez. And, uh, the, you know, there's some gigs that he could make. Um, and he recommended me for um, this, you know, these short string of dates that they had with the trio. Um, and actually Pat first heard me, I was a student at Juilliard. So I, um, I did my master's at Juilliard when I first got here. Um, so for my, my first two years, I was a student. Mm-hmm. And um, so Juilliard, you know, they had, uh, they, you know, they would have like, uh, we would do these student concerts and um, we would have these um, like uh, art, these residencies, like different artists would come in. So McBride was one of the the uh, artists in residence we had for a few days and he did some work with some of the ensembles and um, we played some of his music. He arranged some music for our ensemble. And uh, actually McBride invited Pat to come to, to the concert to check out, check check us out. And uh, I didn't even realize he was there. Um, but, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just playing a student concert, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I guess you, you never know who's in the room. So yeah. Pat, um, Pat, heard, Pat heard something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess you know he was impressed with what he heard. Um, you know, he knew I was still in school, so 
Um, but we, you know, we stayed in touch. He would email me, and uh, he actually lived a block away from Juilliard. So um, okay. yeah, I went over his, his house to play just duo with sometimes duo with him sometimes, and uh, then eventually, you know, this opportunity came up to do uh, a few of these gigs, and uh, and this was 2011. We did about four or five gigs, and um, you know, we just it just clicked right away, and um, he gave me a call later that summer, and he said. Uh, Man, what are, you, what are you doing next year? Uh, I'm thinking of starting this band with you, Antonio, and Chris Potter. Yeah. And uh, that was the Unity, Unity Band. The Unity yeah. Band. Um, yeah, we, we toured over 100 dates that year. Um, did an album that won a Grammy. So you had something special, man. And, and, you know, Pat, like Miles, is one of those guys who you know one note, one mm-hmm. note. And you know it's Pat, and it's so idiosyncratic. Yeah. You know, there's Absolutely. no one else that plays quite like Miles, and no one else who plays quite like Pat. Yeah, and and the way that they, um, they're always sort of looking out for young musicians too. You know, yeah. Pat is very very in tune to what's happening on the scene. Yeah, um, and yeah. checking out you know who's coming down the pipe because I was only twenty, like twenty four or twenty five at the time. You know, yeah, just, just finished school when he. Uh, when I played with him, so he heard it, man. And Linda O is with that band now. You know, she's yeah. playing with Pat, and and you know, so he obviously has high standards for bassists. And uh, your work with that group is incredible. Yeah. yeah, your work with that group is incredible. Uh, you know, another young guy come. You mentioned him earlier, Kamasi. You know, that is a person who in jazz is really again like Miles drawing all drawing all kinds of comparisons here. Is is exploding this music really exposing it to a, a lot of a younger crowd a different crowd a hip-hop crowd a funk and soul crowd did you experience that any uh, any of that on the road with him oh yeah uh, absolutely. yeah um man just the uh looking out into the the crowd it's not it's, it's not typical the typical jazz crowd you see yeah we, we were doing some pretty sizable venues most of them were like standing room yeah and uh, a lot of just young college age kids, you know, that you, you normally don't really see at most jazz gigs, but uh, they love Kamasi, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's because, you know, what the just the the spirit that he brings, you know, it's just very uh, it's like a visceral experience yeah. when watching him. You know, it's uh, he just kind of goes straight to the core of the music and. Um, it's just really big and it's like it's it's you know he's speaking from his generation you know and, and the way we we hear music and um so you know that's why i i think young people are so much into it you know but but ben you you too man it's it's, it's a bunch of you cats that are that take this shit, that take this music very seriously you and you all are messing around you know what i mean yeah and, and, and you can hear it and you can feel it you know, um, I used to play with Kamasi in, in, in a little club in Venice. Mm-hmm. And, and man, he would every, every, we play every Monday. We play Monday nights. And, you know, he would play like, like maybe like we, you know, like an, a, a stadium or, or a, mm-hmm. a, venue, a sold out venue. He brought it every time he put that horn to his mouth. Mm-hmm. And then I would ask him, 
well, who's the bad cat? Who's the cat? Who, you know, let's get a cat on piano. He would call Brandon Coleman a, a, a Cameron Graves or, yeah. you know, and it just went like that. So when you guys come on the scene, the word gets out, you know, mm -hmm. the word gets out. You'd be surprised, man. Who's the cat? Ben, I went, to, I, I went down to see you with Jazz Standard. Kamasi said, gave me a list of names. You know, it, 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 it just, it's, it's so beautiful, man, that you cats take this music seriously. And then y'all take it. You don't hear it. Uh, you you hear something else in the music, and you elevate it, and you're taking someplace else, yeah. which is what it, it's the way it's supposed to be anyway. Right. That's you the, know. Yeah, that's the you that's the real tradition. You know. Yeah. You know, speaking yeah. of like people that I, I I got a chance to tour with, uh, Stefan Harris. Yeah. You know, we always talk about. You know, he always talks about tradition and what that word really means, um, mm -hmm. and that it's not. You know, tradition is not something that happened. It's something that happens. Mm, right. You know, it's, mm. it's an active. It's an active word. So, tradition is the. Oh, I like that. Um, you know, it's it's what we it's it's a spirit of what we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know, naturally, that's going to change as the world changes, and um, that's just that's the way it's, this is supposed to work. You know, and you know, and after my generation is. You know, there's already some some cats behind me that you know they they're doing their own, their own thing. So um, it's you brothers, you brothers are fearless, man. You brothers <laughs> are fearless, and you respect the music. And you you know, it's like I tried to get you to come out with us, and you said you know you were so busy, you you know you couldn't do it. But I know you're you know once we do it, we'll do it at some yeah. point. But it's like I I've, I've, <laughs> oh, I, I want to too. But I've seen you play in different settings, man. So you played at the bowl with Jose James, you know? Mm -hmm. It yep. was killing. It was killing. With Bilal. You had a project recently with Bilal, right? Yeah, yeah. We just did a thing. Uh, it was during the lockdown. Um, right. We did this, like, virtual. He produced this virtual session. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we all re recorded our parts, vert like, at home, in our, our respective homes. Right. And uh, it was all, like, synced up to a computer at their studio. Mm -hmm. And um, we put this album together without even being in the same room yeah but it was killing uh, man yeah you know great album and Definitely. you know i'm curious because again we'll we'll wrap on this because you're there you're in new york we got some great reporting from you on what it was like you know with the sea change of the last election but mm -hmm. kind of what's the state of the music scene there um where do you see it headed and what are you working on um well you know, it's it's going to be a challenge. Um, yeah. You know, this is New York is a uh, you know this is a cultural epicenter for for this music for just culture in general. Um, so you know we're it's very hard to uh, to do what we do in this you know the way things are now. Um, so we know we definitely have a, a road ahead of us, and um, you know I think. You know, everybody's just kind of holding on. You know, we we um, if there's, if there's one thing that New York, I can say for you know, I, I can tell you for sure is that we know how to uh, we know how to persevere. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a strong you know the, the spirit. We've New Yorkers have been through a lot. You know, nine eleven, they've been yeah. through it all. So um, if there's any any group of people I know that will uh that'll make it it's it's new yorkers uh but you know we 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 definitely got a road ahead of us and um you know 
they're everybody's trying to figure out how to just do what they can um, within the, the the confines of of, of what we have to deal with. Yeah. And how about yourself personally working on anything, anything? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been working, you know, my, my creative juice has been flowing over here, man. So I've been working, um, writing a lot of new music. Um, I mean, this is the most time I spend at home. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm taking advantage of this, this time I have. Um, and, um, you know, I've just got my production skills. I think I'm, I've sharpened, um, you know, just writing. It's, it's interesting when, what happens, I think with artists, when you put them in isolation for a long time, you know, right. The, the I think the music will be very pure coming out. Yeah. Of this. Yeah. yeah the, the ideas, the ideas continue to flow, you know, yeah. and, and I was talking to some musicians, musicians about playing live again and everybody has, you know, we're like ready. Everybody's ready to get out on tour. And spread yeah. this music, you know, and yeah, and it means so much now. You know, I think every opportunity, everything yeah. means so much more now. You know, if you didn't, yeah. if you took it for granted before, you know, I don't think anybody's taking any opportunity to make music. For, yeah, man. Right. I, t- I talked to Lenny White the other night, and they played it smoke, mm-hmm. and it was outdoors. He said, "Man, it was cold," but yeah. he loved playing. He said, "But we were playing." Yes, you know. Yeah, people are going to have to get innovative, you know, creative, yeah. you know, putting stuff together. And and as we look back on this moment, I think you're absolutely right, Ben. We're going to see j- just how this quarantine affected the music that came right after, you know, and, and it's going to be audible. We're going to be able to hear it's going to be monitored, you know, and and that's kind of fascinating, you know, like cutting into the rings of the tree. And there you see this little yeah, whatever it is, this this change. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, we'll wrap with a few more questions, you know. If people wanted to follow along with all things Ben Williams, where would be the place to do that? Where can people follow you? Um, you know, my social media. Uh, I have a Facebook that's just under my name, Ben Williams. Um, Instagram is uh, Ben WMS on base. And, um, you know, it's my, my website, uh, BenWilliamsMusic.net. So, right. um, yeah. And, you know, I'm got you know my music is available on all the platforms um all the streaming platforms you can buy it uh bandcamp uh we had this vinyl available for um oh very cool this, this this new album so all the record the the vinyl heads you know you, you can add that to your collection yeah. Yeah, you'll want to yeah you'll want yeah, to yeah we need to get yeah i'm gonna get it i got I'm you get it. okay yeah, okay I'll bring one out to, to la for you okay b I, I love right. it. I love it. Beautiful, I love it. Man. Yeah, remind me. I am a man. Came out in February. It's out right now. It's a great album. It's a great album. We end with this question all the time, Ben, which is after we hang up here, which Miles album are you going to be spinning tonight for Miles Ooh. Monday? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you know, I'm going to have to put on some On the Corner. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. A beautiful hey, thing, man. Hey, I B. Think, yeah. Yeah. B-Zim, B-Dub, can we wish B-Dub's mom a happy birthday today? Oh, yeah. Today's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday mom. to Ben Williams' mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beautiful. Well, hey, Ben, really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. This has been awesome. The new record, again, I Am A Man, it's out. It's awesome. People, go go stream it. Go buy it. Now's the time. It's amazing. 
Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Ben, we will see you backstage, man. Have a great week. All right. Happy Miles Monday to you. Love you, Neff. All right. All right so long. Bye. All right, Vince. Hey, man. Thanks for hooking that up. Great you conversation. Know, he's, he's beautiful, man. You know, he's he's reserved, but he's, you know. He's, oh, he's, dude. Ben is Ben is the cat, man. He's got he that old is, soul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. record, I Am a Man, is seriously great. That first one, State of the Art, what he can do with a standard, I mean, just totally transform it. But, and, he, uh, but yeah. he's listening to Kind of Blue at 11? Yeah, man. You know what I mean? And soaking it up. Paul Chambers, just getting in his fingers. Soaking I it up. I can hear it, man. Yeah, and he's just yeah. as bad on electric, too. I mean, oh, his yeah. acoustic playing is, is incredible, but oh yeah, he can shred an electric as well. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man, it was a big Miles Monday. It's a big Monday in general. Vince, man, this was great. Hey, let's keep them coming, B. Absolutely. Hey, if you like what you saw, again, share this video. Um, we'll be sharing some clips throughout the week as well. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that notification bell so that you know when we're going live. I'll do it for this week, everyone. I'm Brian Zimmerman, and this is my co-host. Spread the word, Neff. Hey, B. <laughs> Yeah. We got we got these posters, man. Can you see them in the background? I see them, man. You can go Those on, I, you know, for the Miles lovers, go online, you know, um, everything Miles. The, That's the right. Shirts, you know, come on. Ditto for jazzis.com. You know, we yes. cover Miles a ton. Our November digital issue is out right now. We've got our December print issue coming out very soon. It's all about jazz on film. You and I spoke about that last time around. Miles yeah. Davis was a film fan. He appeared on film and a number of times. I said Marcus, but you know what I meant. You meant Michelle. Michelle, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. For yeah, yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> All good, man. Yeah, man. Vince, another great Miles Monday. Yeah, B. B, let's keep them coming, huh? I'll see you next week, brother. Thanks, man. So long, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Jeff. Peace. Jeff behind the scenes. <laughs>